0: Learn more at marines.com.
1: Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
0: Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball.
1: Uh, what?
0: Chelsea. But we're playing them so we gotta discuss. Welcome. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Carnage. Um, preview to the Chelsea game, Chelsea game. And you know, I hate Chelsea. Honest to God, I hate Chelsea. But but since I've met this person who I brought on to speak Chelsea, I've, I've become to like him. I can't say I like Chelsea, but I can tolerate Chelsea. Matisse, welcome to Carnage, my brother.
1: Back in the building, people. It's a blessing, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm happy to be here. And, yeah, it's a big game, massive game to talk about. So, the the
0: top four. <laughs> yeah, man, it's mad. It's a huge, huge game. Also joining me is my is my brother out in Cali. What are you saying, Avi?
2: Yeah, good, good, Grizz. Just um, another change show. Change the scenery a
0: bit. Change the scenery a bit. Gain all professional me. Like before, it was all lounge business. We could see your property out in California in the background. You know, humble beginnings
2: though. humble beginnings. Why, why so have you good. changed
0: it all, man? Why have you changed it all? Like, is there a reason? Like a particular S- reason. You can't have meat every
2: day. You've got to switch it up in a steak, fish, switch chicken. To, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cooking.
0: yeah. Yeah, people chicken. on the channel, people on the channel will know Avi's the face of trippers right now. He's been on every show this week. So yeah, that's man. Nice. You know, but um, it is what it is, you know. Um, thanks for joining me, Avi, out in California. Matisse, first of all, I need to give a shout out to my sponsors, man. Um you need to everyone needs to go on www.yourfutcard.com and put in LFCDT for the 20% discount uh, if you haven't had your cards made I don't know what you're waiting for you know what I mean Matisse out of curiosity what kind of what kind of like, levels would you have on your card I mean what skill high energy pace oh, high
1: I'm not gonna lie it's been a while since i played ball so Be honest, man. (laughs) What am I even going to get? I mean, maybe height and pace, I'd say, because that might be what I have left. I haven't played ball in a few years. Lockdowns obviously killed that as well. So I I don't even know what tech I'm bringing right now. I don't know the levels.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, listen, you could, people can go out there and check them out. Go and get your own cards made. The children love them, man. Everyone loves them. Um, You know, this company is great. they do all the sizes. The quality of card is magnificent and you get a 20% discount if you type in LFCDT. What else do you want? Everybody welcome in the chat. Chat slowly, slowly building up. I know nine, I've hit you with a 9 p.m. show again, but it is what it is, man. Um, welcome in the chat. Uh, all the usual people are in there already gathering up. Um, Matisse, man, <sighs> well, I'm. We, I, you guys haven't been relevant for the last three, four years to us, right? Mm. It's fair to say. yeah. But before that, the three, four years before that, you guys were, um, I you could say, the top dogs, like along yeah. with City, right? Yeah. Um, how do you feel about going into matches with Liverpool and Chelsea? How, how do you feel about Liverpool as a football club? Because I've told you in my intro, I hate them. I hate <laughs> Chelsea. And I'll go on to why. But what do you feel about Liverpool as a club? And the you know relationship is, with the two teams.
1: Yeah. Do you know what it is with you guys? Yeah. Is that them old bit of beefs. And that's what I call them. Bitter beefs with Jose Mourinho and Rafa Benitez. That's what stuck out in my brain. You know, those Champions League nights, the 4-4 at Stamford Bridge, the 3-1 win at Anfield. The time that you knocked us out as well with the ghost goal. This guy here with the two goals at Anfield. That, that was the, oh, That's what the reference man. is all about. Just
0: I know, I know, just... I know. Subtle but sold there. Subtle yeah. but sold
1: there. <laughs> this was done on purpose. Don't get it twisted. This oh yeah, the, yeah, No accidents happen. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, Liverpool <clears throat> Anfield is always a difficult test. Always, um, it's not a stadium that we go to, and I think yeah, we're just going to just batter these guys. Last season, the five-three defeat. You know, that was a great game. Um, but defensively we was all over the place and was it last season or season before? I think it was last season but yeah, the 5-3, I think after... That was practice,
0: last season it, lockdown, wasn't yeah, it? Pulisic,
1: yeah, 5-3 yeah, and um, it was a great game. Pulisic, you know, played well in the attacking sense but defensively he was all over the place. Um, so, when it comes to Liverpool, I always think to myself it's going to be it's going to be a good game. I, I don't see it being a nil-nil. I think you guys are you're you're not one to sit back like United at the weekend. Jesus Christ, that was a snooze fest, you know. I nearly, nearly passed out. Do you know what I mean? It was one of those ones. So I don't think you guys are going to bring that to the table. I think this this is two attacking managers who wanna who wanna who need to win the game. Not even want to, need to win. You know, we're both behind West Ham. We're both in the same pot. Um, Everton are in there as well. We all need to get top four. So someone's gonna miss out. We have to we have to win for us, and I'm sure for you as well, you have to win
0: as well. 100 percent Avi. Chelsea football club, does it mean anything to you? Whether it's love or whether it's say or whether it's admiration, whether it's respect, what's what's Chelsea, what's Chelsea mean to you when, when this fixture comes around?
2: You know, I I always had a soft spot for Chelsea, funnily enough. What? Bef- before what? the Mourinho, before the Roman takeover, ranieri, Hullet, Viali, those were like the players yeah. that I grew up oh, in the 90s. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Glenn
2: Hoddle, John Spencer, like these were really good players. Gavin Peacock, these were like good players. And then, as soon as the Roman takeover, then yeah. And I think with the Mourinho and Benitez and the Liverpool whole sort of rivalry came because there was talk that Mourinho wanted to come to Liverpool, but we said no. And we went with the safer option, the club's option, which was Rafa Benitez. Mm. From there, it just stemmed. And then the Carling Cup final when Gerard scored that own goal. Then that love sort of flirtation between Chelsea and Gerrard. So it just stemmed from there. And then to top it all off, the Champions League semi finals in 05, which, you know, I think you beat us both in the league twice. I think 1-0. Yeah. And then when it came to the Champions League, we were sort of like just different. And then I'll never forget that Champions League semi-final. I'm sure Chris will say the same. That atmosphere, you know, the ghost goal, apparently is what you guys, you know, still sing about. So, yeah, (laughs) I think the rivalry stemmed from there. And then after that, obviously, um, Mourinho's little digs at Rafa, it just sort of stemmed from there. But then I think it's calmed down recently. I think, you know, I was admiration of that Conte team I'm absolutely I love the way you know I love Antonio Conte I think he's a great manager so there was a little bit of respect there and then now it's sort of like dwindled down again now I'm starting to hate them especially since what you know Frank's little antics last season at Anfield we at the back end of the um, ah, yes, yes, yes.
0: giving it a bigger do you know what is, do you know what is, for, for me for me yeah you, you, I think it's pretty much the same what Avi's saying I used to love Viali, man dumb day Zola I mean you can't hate Zola if you hate Zola Football ain't for you, you know, even as a person, as a footballer, you can't Di Mateo hate him. as well. Dimateo, yeah. I didn't like him too much though, because I thought he had a bit of snide in him, but which is good for you. But mm. from the opposition, you know, you always look for the people that bring joy, you know, to your to your life. And Zolo's one of those people that brought joy, man, when you watch him play. Yeah. Um, but you know that Jose and Rafa era guys. Um for me, that was that was that was our rivalries at our peak. That it's yeah. ever been that was like sort of the the ferguson wenger obviously obviously we weren't on the level to challenge for the league at the time so it couldn't be a talent wise like a uh, like on the level of ferguson wenger but in terms of spitefulness in terms of competitiveness in terms of pure what's the word not is i don't was it hatred you, would you say I think it was. was
1: it? i think it was hatred because The thing is with Liverpool is, again, like you said, league-wise, we were all over you. But something about them Champions League nights at Anfield Mm -hmm. just couldn't get it out of our heads. Like, the Mm -hmm. atmosphere was nuts. I remember that game and I just thought to myself, we are in a cauldron. We are in the cathedral. We are in, like, literally in their house. It felt like a house, do you know what I mean? It felt like you was intruding just being there. Um, It was Those nights was... I think those Champions League battles really did define, like even afterwards as well, I speak about the 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 4 at Stanford Bridge, you know, Javi Alonso with the penalty and Dirk Cout and all these guys and Fabio Aurelio. I just thought these games were some of the best games I've watched football-wise. Like, no doubt.
0: No doubt. So
1: entertaining. You never yeah. knew what was going to happen. Gerrard versus Lampard. Torres when he was at Liverpool versus Drogba. I thought it was incredible. Torres always used to score loads of goals against us for Liverpool. Then when we signed him, can't kick a ball straight. I just, I just you know. Yeah, me, yeah.
0: You, we done you. Great. We done you there. We done you there. Nice.
2: <laughs> uh, we done you there. He, Matisse makes a great point. It was that Carragher versus Terry, Gerard versus oh, Lampard. All so those many
0: rivalries. So many rivalries. And that's we what it
2: was. You know, Chelsea were backing their boy in Frank and then we were backing our boy in Stephen Gerard, And then, yeah, great ties. There was one tie, I think Chris just, Chris Pratt just mentioned the FA Cup semi-final
0: in 2006 as well. If Which Chris Pratt mentioned it, why didn't you bring it up? Why are you Why are you doing di- Why are you doing Chris dirty like that? <laughs> Just bring it up. How many times have I told you, man? This technology ain't for me. So, so um,
2: the two thousand six, yeah. the two thousand six semi final at Old Trafford, that was a great game as well. So we played oh. them in a the period competitions as well. We played them like three seasons straight in the Champions League. You know, the 05, 06 in the group stages, then 07 again uh, when we got to the final at Athens. Yeah.
0: Do you know what? Do you know what I used to? You're right. The atmosphere that they used to create because um, for me, and you know, this conversation has come up about the greatest Premier League teams, you know, ever because of the, because of the, because of City's antics last couple of seasons, the question has to be asked was, was you know, that Chelsea team, I think it was the second season. You know, the first time you won it, Matisse, the yeah. second season yeah. for me, that was one of the greatest teams the Premier League's ever seen.
1: Mm, and because,
0: because honestly, I think it had absolutely everything from, from your keeper, part- the spine, the, the, the team spirit Josie had created by then. Yeah. You had Duff and Robin on the wings and Joe Cole mm-hmm. waiting to dip in when he feels like it. You had oh. Drogba, Peak. Would you say, would you agree? I'm pretty yeah, sure I, you'd would, agree me. Yeah, I wouldn't agree more. Is that, is, that, is that the greatest Chelsea team or have
1: I missed oh, one? Oh yeah, yeah, for me, 100%. We had another team under Ancelotti, which broke records in terms of goal scoring, which was a yeah. great team as well. Malouda, Drogba and Elkar. Um, but I think that first Chelsea team was just special. It's the one I always go back to. When I talk about our standards now, and I talk about what we should be aspiring to for in terms of player profile in different positions, it's always that team that I'll go back to. Because like you said, the spine of that team was just... Bulletproof, that is what I would call it. Bulletproof. And the mentality of that team, there was like five or six captains in that team. Plus a yeah, pl- yeah, plus a manager, mean. plus a manager who was arrogant as hell, you know. E- yeah, e- yeah. E- yeah everything.
0: Everything. Yeah, that yeah. was
1: prime jose Reno. E, e- prime. literally, and that's what I think Rafa, that's what rubbed Rafa the wrong way, was the arrogance, you know. I am the special one, you know, I can't be touched. I don't need to prove myself in England. You've only got one European champion. it's, it's Joseph, It's it's, it's Silas focus I don't need to prove myself. I think I think all of that. Really, really, just egged it on, and I think that's where that's where um, the rivalry, and, and I think that that Chelsea team there was the pinnacle. I think just too many world class players, man. We 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 purchased a lot. I'm not gonna lie.
0: <laughs> Mem- memories of that team, over you-
2: Yeah, great. Like you said, I think Robin was brought in in January, wasn't he? Um, in 2005, 2006 season, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, he was, and incredible. then
2: he went on. He scored in the first four or five games. Yeah. I think with Ch- Chelsea, Michael Essien, another great player. Oh, you know, he came from Lyon. What a superb player, Makaleli, old guard from Madrid. He was superb. They, they had the money, Chris, didn't they? They could lure all these players and play for Chelsea. And you know, Chelsea in London as well. That you
0: know, that whole excitement and whatnot. I think I get the I'm money go- factor. I just want to quickly butt in there, right? Because you know, you can take revenge later. But in as well, right? But oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say, I'm gonna just say, I know they had the money. Okay. But from what I can remember, and I don't know if people in the chat can correct me like they usually do, but I don't remember too many duds being bought in that period by, by uh Chelsea because you know, like City, like we talk about City, and they spend 50 million on each on fullbacks every season until they get it right. Yeah. 60 million on centre backs until they get it right. Yeah. I don't remember too many duds from that era. Yeah. Can you Sean Wright Phillips, he was okay, quite expensive, honestly. Not a dad, dad, dad.
1: No, he was actually still decent for us. He still, he still played. He wasn't, wasn't doing the
0: Tiago, no, yeah. he wasn't. No, not dad. Oh, no, no, so. that. no, you don't think so. Yeah. Kesman was class 5 million Kesman yeah, would be one yeah, Kesman was that yeah. Kesman you could say Now nah, people saying Malouda Nah Malouda no, done bits Malouda done, Maluda done, done bits Yeah 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 All and these people Tiago the yeah. Tiago was an incredible Incredible oh, squad player No incredible squad player He's not He's not, he's not yeah, That's what you need to win He. time he stepped in He'd done the job Manish
2: He was terrible Chris Chris come on Don't keep Harping on about Manish. He was no, terrible. no, Come no. On. I, I can't. I can't agree. Mate- Manish. Manish, he was he was writing off that 2004 euros. Manish, He played well. Yeah, in that
1: okay, with- fair. Maybe you can have that one. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think Thiago, though, Thiago's a very good squad player. I think Thiago, was no, smart. I mean, Every time he came in, did the play. job. Portuguese, you know. I think he tried to take a lot of those Portuguese players. He took Deco. I mean, Deco came later on. I think he wanted to take Deco. Took Carvalho. Um, Carvalho was incredible. Matisse, oh, we need He's to not. spend
0: a minute on Carvalho.
1: Yeah, very underrated. Because
0: a lot has been said about Vidic. We always hear about this Vidic talk.
1: Yeah.
0: Don't talk to me about Vidic when Carvalho played in that league as well. Yeah. Because for me, Carvalho was your ultimate Ultimate centre back, yep. He could do you remember that goal he scored? That goal, when, yeah. I remember what well, and one, he was, no,
1: yeah. The one, the one, two. yeah. Manchester
0: United, yeah, United yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And he
0: he loved, he was the ultimate lover of defending. He mm. loved it, it was a passion for him. Mm. Your thoughts on Cavalier because I think he's not talked about enough. Your thoughts he guys, on Cavalio? he isn't
1: talked about enough, yeah.
0: Hundred percent. You know, yeah. I think. Uh, can you hear me? Am I here? Yeah, yeah, I can
1: hear you.
2: yeah, Chris, Um, yeah, I think you wanted your um, you wanted you to speak about Carvalho, Mateus. Okay,
1: yeah, yeah. So, so for me, I, I he's never spoken about as the top. You know, everyone speaks about Terry, Ferdinand, Vidic, as you said as well, Van Dijk as well. Now, recently, no one ever speaks of Carvalho. Very underspoken about defender, and I think him and Terry that partnership. It was exactly what you need. You know, some the perfect partnership, ying and yang. They both complemented each other very well, and I feel I feel like Cavalli is very slept on. You know, he he has he has some, some flair about him. He, like you said, that goal that he scored against Manchester United, he took it like a striker. Do you know? Always 100%. happy to mop up, clean up as well. A little bit of a sweeper defender at times as well. When John Terry would get really combative ahead of him, but also could step out from the back as well, play the ball out. I thought he was incredible, and um. Yeah, I, 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 we, tried, we tried a lot to bring over a lot of those those players from Portugal that Mourinho knew about, but um, couldn't get them all over. That, that Porto team was incredible as well, so I can understand why.
2: Paulo Ferreira, he could go right back or left back. Very underrated. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. ever like an exciting right back, but he was a solid 7 out of 10. A bit like James Milner, came and did the job, and he didn't get enough recognition as well. So, yeah, Cav- Cavalho's class. I think William Gallas was class. Oh. Yeah, he was. William Gallant it was a,
1: it was a weird one he went to Arsenal but he was class yeah.
2: yeah he was part of that Ashley Cole deal there
0: wasn't
1: he? yeah we won that they went the other way. that was good we did good there did
0: yeah. but the thing is but the thing is this is what I mean this is what's special about the games when we played them because they had all these all these great players the money and everything Yet when it came to Champions League we used to just be able to raise it over two legs somehow because yeah. I was at that second I wasn't at the first uh, semi-final um, the Ghost Goal one. I oh, was at the other one where Aga scored from the free kick. Um pre- No, no. The f- free kick he scored from. It went it, to... It was,
2: it was, it was in it,
0: yeah. That's right. That's right. And I, I didn't go to the Dortmund recently, the semi-final, which people talk about the greatest atmosphere ever. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but for me, that game, honest to God, guys, the atmosphere was unreal and I felt sick like in terms of the tension was so much, I actually puked up. I'm going <laughs> to live on my own show. You know what I mean? I may look hard, oh, but I puked is- up, right? I mm. may look hard and give it the Bertie big bollocks, but I puked up with nervousness, with fear, that because mm. that meant so much to me because, I think that was the the reason why I hate Chelsea so much. It was the uprising of Chelsea, new Chelsea fans in that era. So all my boys, a lot of them started supporting Chelsea because the money was there, the glamour, the players. So it just drove my hatred, you know, through the roof for Chelsea. And as we talk about now coming to now, it's not the same. Um, Lampard tried to raise the rivalry, you know, but you know, Lampard has gone now, unfortunately. Um, Mm. We've we've gone up levels, we're a different kettle of fish now. Well, not right now, but over the last couple of years. How are you feeling getting into this game now then, Matisse? Like right up to date. With our position where we are, with a situation where we're in an in injury-wise, mm-hmm. you guys, a new coach, tactical two coming into the into the club <laughs> and, and, and 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 changing it a bit, you know. Yeah. More more controlled game you're playing. How are you finding it?
1: It's, it's funny because with all the injuries you've got I would have been most worried about your forwards but then to combat that our defence has been great since two goals come in we've only conceded two goals one was an own goal and we've kept that I've been able to say that for weeks because the Flacco no goals conceded May a clean sheet so we I don't think May Maynard really had any shots in that game really you know, we, we've managed to limit teams you know, contain teams very well defensively, whether that's us keeping possession or just our our general shape and our, our defending as a unit with the three at the back, even with Thiago Silver injured and he's going to still be missing for this game. So your your most threatening thing for me is your attack, but our defence is the strongest. So again, it kind of cancels each other out. And then as I go up the pitch for us, it gets a little bit more worrying because we're a bit too up front. We're, we're not able to put teams away. We're not able to, if we're dominating games, you'll still be in the game because the scoreline is still tight because we can't, Get the second, get the third, and kill off the game because our strikers are not are not eating at the moment. As I always say, they're not finishing their dinner. So, for me, I think uh, I don't know who's fit for Liverpool because I, I thought everybody was injured. Oh, and suddenly now, Fabinho is back, and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> nah,
0: don't don't believe the hype because yeah. like every week we hear about players going to be coming back. And then players drop off in training with stomach bugs and not even ordinary stomach bugs that keep you out for a day or so. Like they're on for weeks and Keita and injures himself in a canteen and shit. So listen, you might hear about players coming back, but just wait until the day with us because that's the way we're rolling at the moment. Um, how are you feeling, you going into Chelsea, man? Because I, I hate these games still. I hate them. Honest to God, I hate helpful for Chelsea.
2: Chris just makes a point. At some point, we have to win in 2021 at home. It's mad how many games we've lost at home compared to the last four years. It's, it's. I'm actually confident. Uh, Tuchel hasn't got a great record at. And surprise. He's come with
0: Dortmund,
2: beat him. Then he's come with uh, PSG. We beat them three two. Um, when he was at PSG, I'm pretty confident tomorrow. I, I really am. I think Tuchel. I think. He, He's going to get a bit of a free ride because he has come in the middle of the season. He will have a clear sum of, of the ideas that he wants. He's got a set of players he can't really change. He can't really like sort of buy anyone right now. So he'll get a free ride. That's why I think they it makes him a dangerous opposition at, in Europe. I think it'll make him dangerous in Europe. But in terms of tomorrow, I fancy us um, laying it on Chelsea tomorrow. Gris, I, I do actually, and I know I'm confident and I'm always upbeat, but We've got to break the rut one day. We've got to break that curse of 2021 when not winning at home. So I think we win tomorrow.
0: I think it's intriguing, man. Honest to God, it's very, very intriguing. Because we've been beaten, in obviously, we know, by far, far less talented teams. I think it's fair to say, in the last four or five games. Chelsea bring a lot of talent. Um you've been playing with a with a back three, isn't it? And and I just wanted your thoughts on sort of the way he's He's not, sh- I suppose he's a coach, he's allowed to do what he wants, but sort of he's brought back Rudiger uh, into the fold, yeah. dumped Zuma, right? Silva's out, Christensen seems to have another a new lease of life, the yeah. fullback situation uh, as well, a lot yeah. of rotation in the fullback areas, um, what do you think he'll settle with eventually?
1: I think right now it's it's a lot of smoke and mirrors because there's a lot of club politics going on. There's a lot of players Mm. that have been brought back that Chelsea were looking to get rid of long-term. Players like Rudiger, that they tried to sell last summer but couldn't really get the deal over the line in the end with, with clubs. Um, players like Marcus Alonso have always been really on the peripherals now in the recent years in terms of you know, getting rid of as well. They have three left-backs on the book in terms of Emerson, Chilwell and Alonso. Oh, you know, Chilwell. It's ridiculous. We had five centre-backs on the books when Tomori was here before he went on loan to AC Milan. So there's a lot of players being brought in because the squad is too bulky, it's too big. And that was always Lampard's issue as well, as, as much as tactically as well, he, was, he wasn't quite good enough in terms of his knowledge and maybe, you know, in terms of leading the team forward. Um, but having a bloated squad and having to deal with that club politics behind the scenes as well, you know, you've got half of the team, which are seniors that have won World Cups and have, have won trophies, and then you've got another half of the squad that is young your Mason Mount, your the Ndoys, your Rhys is that are young, maybe technically better as well. And to try and manage that is very difficult. You've almost got two, two sides of the coin that you need to bring together and mesh. And when you've got a bloated team and five centre-backs and three left-backs, you can't keep yeah. everyone happy. It's the balance, not the balance yeah, there, there's no balance. It? So I think po- politically what's happened is that he said to himself, I can't get rid of anybody, regardless of who I rate and who I don't but I've got to get this team into the top four objectively into the end of the season. So I'm going to have to bring back some of these very influential senior players on big money, like your Rudiger's, like your Marcus Alonso's, who may have been causing a bit of havoc behind the scenes. And I'm going to have to bring them back in you know, bring back Cesar aspen as well, the captain, let him leave from the front of the team. Jorginho comes back in as well. And then in the summer, we'll address who's good enough and who's not and see what we can get out the door. But I think Lampard was a bit naive in the fact that he thought he could just let all of these senior guys just rot on the bench and not really talk to them too much and give them any clear guidance and how they can get back into the team. Even if they, even if they lie, but just, tell, you know, make them feel like they're still part of it until you get rid of them. And that wasn't the case. And And, and then, you know... Time tells what. That's what happens. So I I don't know if we can make too many conclusions on long-term projections for Tuchel in terms of shape, in terms of you know uh, player profile, because I think he's working with what he's got and what what's been left over, and he's just trying to achieve the target. Right now, we're on a very objective mindset, which is don't really mind the side of football, don't really care about anything other than the results. Get the results, get us into the top four, then we can talk long summer to do pre-season transfer windows and all that kind of stuff. So right now there's not too many conclusions to take from Tukor because we don't really know what he likes yet in this team. He's kind of just he's giving everybody a cuddle and say, I like all of you. You don't you know you don't. That's a lie. You know what I mean? <laughs> but he's doing it anyway because that's what you've got to do, isn't it?
0: he's learning he's learning a lot before we go on just you know shout out to big steve with a, with a cheeky comment there light breeze tomorrow small chance of rain you know that's i think that's a little bit <laughs> at me saying that klopp's been moaning about the weather but yeah shut up steve but, um, <laughs> i'm gonna sort him out later on but um but someone asked there was a very good question and i wanted to ask you this as well but i'll ask i'll ask um um Avi as well because he might know he, he, i want his opinion as well this question right here What is your opinion of Mendy? Because they spent money on Mendy and they called him the saviour and sort of... Do you think, Avi, was it more to do with as long as it's not Kepa as opposed to Mendy looks like a great keeper? What what, what have you made of him so far? I think he's
2: an improvement of some sort, but I don't think he's great. He's not great for a title challenge sort of push for Chelsea next season. I think they'll have to look at that goalkeeping situation again. To be honest, kept. Yeah, I, I I think Czech was registered this season, wasn't he, as a player? I think you should have just stuck with Czech. You know, I think he played a reserve game as well this season. Mendy, I haven't seen anything like that six to me. Like, what's his greatest asset? Like, his kicking is a bit questionable. His shot saving, yeah, he, it, it's okay, but
0: I, I, I don't know. I disagree.
1: I, I think, I think.
0: Here's an asset one is 6'6, and the other is 5'11. 5'11. 5'11. 5'11". 5'11". Is yeah, right? Yeah, hundred percent.
1: I mean we look at Kevin, the cross collection was awful. Couldn't couldn't collect from set pieces, couldn't control his box, didn't have the communication skills to 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 lead a defensive, which is what a goalkeeper has to do. Um we talk about ball playing as well. I think I don't think Mendes was was bought to do ball playing. I don't think he was bought to be the next Allison in that regard or Edison, but he's been clean with it. I know there's been a few dodgy moments and there's been a few Croy turns and a few hearts have been in mouths. but on on the on the on, in general, there's been no big error leading to a goal. There's, that's one thing I can say with Mendy. Is that he's a very strong, sturdy goalkeeper. And, and yeah, I, I can see why people think we need to upgrade again to go for the next level. And I think that's why Chelsea potentially being linked to Donnarumma, who's run out of contract this season. And that's that's the next level, isn't it? But for for what we paid and the expectation of, you know, who is this guy, we don't really know him too well. We just have to scout him. When we've just dashed 70 million on a Keppel on a seven year contract and seen how he's turned out, I can't have any complaints with Mendy. I think he's. He's one of them guys where he's had a a real rise in his career in terms of his journey. He was unemployed um, not so long ago. Agent left him and then he's come here and he's managed to rise back up the ranks. And he's just one of those guys that, yes, he's happy to be here, but he's also working damn hard. And clean sheets wise in the league, he's, he's up there with the best of them as well. Champions League, the same thing as well. This is a team that have not conceded much goals under Tuchel were decent defensive at the start of the season when Ant- Anthony Barry had his initial effect as well when he came from Wigan as a defensive coach um, and we was keeping a lot of clean sheets at the start of the season. We had that rough patch, but when mm. Mendy had that rough patch, the whole team had the rough patch. So yeah. it's very difficult for me to just stick it on Mendy because everybody was awful. Through that, 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 that moment before Lampard was sacked, everything from that game against Wolves to Everton to Arsenal beat down as well to into the new year, um, where Chelsea were losing games and then up until Lampard was sacked that whole christmas period from december to the end of january shocking absolutely shocking so i can't really um i can't really um just blame it on him to be honest it's, it's not easy when you're when you're playing with some of these players and and no, it's, it's it,
0: look, we know goalkeeping we goalkeepers take time to settle in new yeah. keeper new language new country He's very young still as well people forget that a different style of Different style under Lampard, a different style under uh, under Tuchel, so it will take time. Are we going into tomorrow's game um, with the situation we're in, the centre back situation, the Fabinho coming back? The, the question on every Liverpool fan's lips, near enough, is: for uh, Fabinho's fit, right? I don't want to release too much team information because Matisse is a spy in the camp, right? <laughs> at the moment. But, all right, we gotta say it. Fabinho's back tomorrow, yeah. What are you doing with him? Have you? What are you, with, what are you doing with Fabinho tomorrow? I'm going to start him as a six. He's got to play in midfield tomorrow. Who are you dropping of that brilliant performance? All right, it was Sheffield United. Brilliant overstatement. All right, I got carried away. But that nice, calm, good, solid performance from Liverpool in the midfield. Who are you dropping? I'll
2: Why? go with Jeannie Fab, and I'll go with Jones tomorrow. Thiago needs a little bit of a break. Ooh, okay.
1: I'll bring
2: in... Fab, he'll protect the back two, uh, Phillips and Kabak. I think that that's what we go with. Fab in front of them, he'll protect them. And then you've got Trent, Robbo on the either side of the wing-backs. And then you've got that midfield three. It's an industrious midfield. Jones, he's getting better and better. His game discipline's getting better. He's in-game management. His, his, I think he's a talented boy. I know Foden gets the plaudits and whatnot, but... This kid in a year's time, you're gonna see something special. And then Genie, Genie, because he's captain right now, isn't he? He's the longest serving member in that team right now. And then um our front th- I think our front three will be interesting tomorrow. I really think Klopp might um No, the- he won't
0: start Jota. He won't start Jota tomorrow, man. You don't no. think
2: you'll bite the bullet tomorrow, no? You don't think
0: he's fit? No chance. He's fit, but he won't be starting tomorrow. Way too early. So I think I think you're I, I see what you're saying about Tiago being dropped. Um, but these are the kind of games. Like Chelsea will have memories of Tiago t- in that first game, where I know they had a man down, but he yeah. was a, he controlled it. He came on and he was just orchestrating everything on the pitch, like a proper puppet master. So I don't think this is the game to rest Tiago personally. But it's wicked that you touched upon Curtis Jones, and I'm going to segue Curtis Jones into another player that Chelsea have been. Uh, hyping up and rightly so. I think he's a very good player, very similar trajectory of Jones, and that's Mason Mount. Um, mm-hmm. talk to us about Mason Mount because we we think the world of Curtis Jones, right? Mm-hmm. We think I, Curtis Jones is an absolute baller. He's, who's, who's younger of the two? Does anyone mm-hmm. know? I think it's so Yeah, Curtis, Curtis Jones is 20. Yeah, so and, yeah, and, yeah,
1: definitely. And Mount yeah, Mount 22. 22, yeah. So yeah, yeah, Jones is definitely younger. Yeah, talk to
0: yeah. us about Mason Mount. We,
1: I, I think, you know, with Mason as well is that he's he's improved so much from last year, mainly because he's playing more in his natural position, which was the eight. Now he's moved into this like, you know, double 10, fake 10 position. But the thing is with Mason is that, yes, 100% he can still improve on his end product, his, you know, his, his finishing, his final, his final ball, his final decision making. But he just brings so much to this team, you know in tight areas. He's got a little bit of tech which people you know don't really notice him to dribbling to get himself out of tight situations. He drifts into the right channel. Great delivery of a cross um as well. And and really he's very good on the half turn, receiving the ball in the in, in the position and then turning and then breaking away. So, you know, plays the game at a tempo, you know, play, that, that, the urgency, you can feel it when he's on the ball. Like he understands that, we, that the time is ticking on the clock. I like that, I mean? that about him,
0: you know, that? I like yeah. that about him. He's got that. Some, some you know. of these players
1: just play through the motions, like they've got all the time in the world, like the time, like the clock's not running down. As soon as the football match whistle starts, the, the, you are running out of time immediately. And I'm not saying to rush everything, but Mason gets it where it's like every single, every time he's on the ball, I can see he is putting everything into it. Every pass, every tackle, everything. And he's really, he's leaving nothing on that pitch. And people, you know, they bang on about, you know, work rate and effort and whatnot. I can put those things forward for him because he actually does have tech. And you can see it with the way that he takes all his shots from range, the free kicks, the corners, um, the way that, you know, the way that he links up as well. He's got it. It's just, for me, it's just that final killer ball that he's missing, the final shot in the box where you just need a bit of composure, settle yourself. You know, he got a goal against Sheffield United away from home. Great finish, left foot in the box, arrived late, got the finish. Need more of that. You know, you just want it on a more consistent basis, but he's young. Um, but I think he's, he, you know, he's shown a lot um, for me this season. I think without that Lampard tag, I think he'd have a lot more respect under his name. I think sometimes people in in, in sports, especially in the media, are very quick to pin people with each other. You know, Georgina Rosari, you know, Mount with Lampard and father and son. Regardless of what manager he's under, clearly, evidently, as we've seen now at, at Chelsea with Tuchel coming in, he is going to play matches because he is gonna he is gonna make sure he tries to deliver at the absolute you know top level as much as possible. So he's got a lot to learn, but I'm very impressed with him this season. I think he's gone up a gear, and most Chelsea fans should be able to see that. Tons of chances created, he's up there. I know he takes the set pieces, but I've just come from watching William take our corners and not beat the first man from last season. So I'm not yeah. gonna complain that Mason Mount's creating opportunities from set pieces. That's what you want him to do. If you're taking Mm -hmm. the set pieces, create your opportunities from them. You know, loads of other players up there will take those set pieces and there will not be a complaint about it. And then for tackles and interceptions, he's up there for midfielders as well. So I think he's all round game has really improved. And then it's just the finer details that he needs to improve on to take him to the next level, um, to be that Phil Foden in, uh, in the in the final third. But, he, you know, Phil Foden is a freak. I I don't like to compare players sometimes with others. And, you know, people talk about strikers. Oh, you're not Mbappe, you're not Haaland, so you're not great. You know, they're, they're, those guys are freaks. But on average, I think these guys that are coming through, your sackers, they're looking great, man. They're, England have a very bright future. He was he was at Derby on end, wasn't he? With um
2: because we really had Harry Wilson yeah. on time, um yeah, um, yeah. out of yeah, and yeah. they were both ripping it up, yeah. yeah. And they're the one who pushed him on to the playoffs position, doesn't it? And yeah. they missed out against I think it was Villa as well. And again, it was Lampard. I think that's what happens, it's that tag, isn't it? Lampard and Mount and bring him up just like with Sari at um with um Jirginho in um for Napoli. That that tag always sort of carries him, but it's no, I think than, yeah. Mason Mount has definitely improved this season. I think last season he was a bit of a hit and miss, but it's it's his sort of first sort of real hit in English, you know, in in the in the top league. So it was a bit of inconsistency, but this season he has been really good. I saw him again. I think uh, Palace away this season,
1: Mm.
2: really, he played really well. That and I think he scored the winner as well. But his all round game was really good. He's quite tenacious. He reminds me similar to um, I know they're really close mates because Christian Pulisic, when he was about eight nine years old, he was at Chelsea because he had trials there. Yeah. And he reminds me of that sort of nation that like when he gets the ball, you think that something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's like when Kovačić gets that ball and he's just direct going forward. Yeah, they're you active think he's on the beast. ball. Yeah, this, active, yeah. that's what it is. So um, no, it's interesting and it's good to see that Tuchel has faith
0: in him and he's he's playing him. Mm. That's a massive. That's a massive boost, honestly, because 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 you know with the amount of riches they've got, you know the likes of um, Kovačić. Uh, Kante still at the club Jorginho um, you know he's got options but I think it's fair to say that he's put a lot of trust in Mount and, and that's great going especially as people a lot of people would accuse of uh, of, of him being sort of Lampard's uh, uh, pet but Mount's proven the quality. Mount and Jones like uh, sort of one end of the spectrum of a career like very both very young I want to talk about someone who's Hopefully, coming to the end of his career. Oh, can I put well, you on the? Is...
2: Can, I put, can I put you on the spot before we sort of? <laughs> <part> <laughs>
0: with,
2: can I put you on the spot, Grizz, If I may, can I?
0: It depends, in a bro. You... Like, what are you gonna like gun me on my own? Okay, shirt, like, okay.
2: Jo- Jones, Jones at twenty, and we've got um Mason Mount at twenty-two. Right, and uh-huh. it's just for Grizz, Who has the better career going forward?
0: Oh, oh, this is one. I thought you're gonna pick on me or saying this is easy. I can handle this one. It's difficult to say I'm not gonna sit on the fence uh I like both of them you know i'm a i'm a, I'm, a, I'm a quite a big Mason mount fan um who's gonna have the bigger career the better career um I'd like to think Jones because he's at Liverpool um I hope I'm hoping that we we sort of win more trophies and he has a more glorious career um but yeah it's not much to choose between them um obviously. Uh Matisse will have his own view. But what I wanted to talk about, um, and go on to is a guy, as I said, hopefully he retires very soon. Because boy, this guy is just going on and on and on, and he's so underrated. We talk, we've talked about a couple of underrated players, but Mr. Giroud, man. <laughs> and and when he and he always seems to turn up against us, Avi. What are we saying? How are we handling Giroud with our centre backs? Or could our centre-backs be more suited to be handling Giroud? So the likes of Phillips, you know, it gives him a target to just look after Giroud and, and that's it. How, how are you handling Giroud if, if you're Liverpool? And what do you think of Liverpool? Giroud?
2: I think he's criminally underrated. Even at Montpellier, before he came to Arsenal, there was you know a lot of talk about Olivier Giroud. And then he comes to Arsenal. I think he was a 1-2 at Arsenal. He scored a lot of goals. I think his first season, he's notched up 25 in 48 or something. So he's always been like a 1-2 striker. And then came to Chelsea. I think the Chelsea move, I think everyone sort of looked at it and thought, wait a minute, why are Chelsea going for Giroud? But the proof is in the pudding, pudding isn't it? He? he scored against them in the Europa League final. Um, you know, he, he, he's put in some great, especially in Europe this season. You know, he's been this sort of secret, he's got a hat trick this season as well, didn't he? Away from four goals league. in
1: uh, goal, yeah. mad
2: there. mad, yeah. So, he's he he has been under and he's a world cup winner. You know, yeah. and France have shown faith in him. You know, under de Dejombe's, that he's played him in big games. So, how do we handle him, Grizz? I think. It's a difficult one because he, 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 he does win his fair share of headers against the big boys. You know, in the 2017 and 18s, season, I think he beat Van Dijk to a header, which led to them winning
0: 1-0 at Stamford Bridge. 100% he did, yeah.
2: Phillips is a help. You know, Phillips, uh, Kabak, we haven't seen him really in the year, but I think that's why it's imperative that we play Phillips tomorrow. We play, a, you know, the two centre-backs and then Fabinho. Um, we've just got to stop them having set pieces, isn't it? Like corners, we've got to stop all that. But no, he's always a handful, Giroud. But he's also good on the feet. And yeah. that's what that was the same comparison with Crouch. Oh, he was great in the air. Crouch was never a great header of the ball. If you think about no, it, he, he, never, wasn't. he could never get like enough pace on the ball on the on the deck. He was brilliant, and he was very underrated. And crouch same with Giroud. Crouch, he really needed, this, crouch needed, he needed this. neck muscles didn't he? he didn't
0: have this neck. You need this neck to be. Because I don't uh,
2: think anyone in the world has that neck like he was don't. <laughs> <laughs> <Anyone>. Fair <laughs> Fair
0: point. But if Crouch had my neck, you're talking serious. I'm talking, you're talking serious head of the ball, but um, Giroud going to start tomorrow after we hyping him up, Matisse? Or is it going to, is Abraham or Werner going to come in? Because you've got options, man.
1: Yeah, what I'm starting to see very quickly is that I'm glad, is that Werner's not going to play up front, I don't think, by himself. I think Werner's more of a shadow striker or a left forward or someone that is a hybrid between a, a striker and a winger, but nothing, nothing in between. I think when you look at Werner at, at Leipzig, he played in a two repulsion. I think he's better running off a target, man. And, and some of that distraction is taken away when you play as jury because they focus on the big guy and then Werner makes his little runs in the left channel and cuts in on his right foot and things like that. When you play him up front of his own with his first touch and the lack of physicality and also, you know, header of the ball, not really there either, then you start to give him problems. Um, so for me, I play, you know, Kai Havertz has been mentioned by a lot of our fan base. I'd like to see him as well um, and see if him and Werner can strike up a partnership up front together because they did it for the national team. I think Kai Havertz has got the head and ability, but also should be able to finish as well. First touch, he should have all those, he should have the the, the foundations for a, good, for a good player. Maybe it's too soon. But when is the right time with all these big games coming up? We're in the crunch time of the season. There's no game really that, that works that he slots into. We've got Everton next. That's not going to be any easier. So, I mean, it will be, I think I think if I was to predict, I think it will be Juru because I don't think he'll... Pick me really a team, pick me a team, pick me like a that. team. Right. That's good. Um, what I would want to see, Mendy, um, Chilwell, um, S- uh, Rudiger, Christensen, Aspilicueta, and then hudson the at right wing back mainly because I think on transition, on the break, Salah, on the on the right, that's too much pace for Marcus Alonso. And I'd also want us to be able to be flexible, where if we play Chilwell, we can go to a back four, shuffle Aspi across and move Hudson Doyle up into the wing position, so we can play two formations at once um, and, and and adapt accordingly. Midfield, I mean, there's a lot of shouts to play Kante. To be honest, when Kante plays, our, our win rate is not really any higher, I wouldn't say, than when it's with Georginio and Kovac um Jorginho and Cova have a bit of a better chemistry but Kante is obviously a better player out of the three so it's about partnership and then the individual um but this game is probably suited to Kante um I'd probably play Kante and Georgie I think Jorginho is more of a sitter Cova and Kante together they're both attracted to the ball they both like to roam whether it's on the ball off the ball you know nobody really sits and dictates so I think Jorginho and Kante I'd go for and then um Give cover a rest as well. He's played a lot of games, and then I'd probably go with um, front three of Mount, Werner, and 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 maybe Kai or Giroud. The reason why I'm leaning towards Kai is because even though Giroud is a threat, I feel like you guys are not going to play a low block. You're going to play a mid to a high block. Don't think it would make sense for you to sit back or do any of that stuff with your defenders. And I look at the pace that we could potentially have in behind. If you you know expect to share possession, there's a bit of pace in behind. There's space. And I'm thinking Kai, I'm thinking Timo, Bundesliga, they, they they got a chemistry, they understand how to attack space, they can run beyond. And I'd like to see, like you said, you said Phillips might actually do better with someone you can just get touch tight to. I'd like to see Phillips and, and Kavak, you know, go up against movement. I'd like to see them go up against pace. That's where I feel like they could have problems. If you put maybe, I know Giroud Airely is quite dominant, but if you just stick a linchpin on them and just say get touch tight, it might be more, more suited to them just being able to stay in the game a bit longer. So I'd like to see some pace and movement. i will probably go Timo and, um, and Kai up front. Brings you off the bench if need be.
2: He's gone a bit, um, Conte, hasn't he, Tuchel, with this formation? Because Conte was, you know, he's an advocate of the three wasn't he? If your loved one is at risk of a fall,
0: the Symphony Medical Alert System from CVS Health can help support their safety in their home with 24-7 emergency monitoring, even when you can't be there. Terms and conditions apply. Learn more about Symphony at
1: CVS.com/symphony or find it at your nearest CVS Health hub.
2: Then he could switch it up as well, and I think he's trying to use Giroud as his Diego Costa. Obviously, not as you know good because Diego Costa was just another different you know kettle of fish in those three seasons at Chelsea. But yeah. I think he's trying to uh, emulate that system. I think Tuchel is playing right now just a little bit cautious. He's playing not to lose first and foremost. Mm. You know, I know, I know it's easier, you know, everyone can say it. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? But he's he's playing a bit cautious. He's not letting sort of like his players sort of run around. he's known for that. Yeah, but he's known for that. He's, no, he's Chris, if you look at that. his
0: Dortmund, no, no. his Dortmund teams were very flexible. in He movement was young. In- he was young. He was a new well, coach. He? he was a fresh coach. He, no, but he hear didn't. me out. Hear me well, out. He was a young, fresh, new coach. When you come as a young, fresh, new coach, you've got so many ideas. You want to play fast attacking football and that Dortmund was a delight to watch. But then as experience teaches you that sometimes you know, you've know got to be more pragmatic. Sometimes your teams have to evol- evolve. Near the end at PSG, he was ridiculed for being so defensive and having mm-hmm. so much attacking talent but not letting them off the leash kind of thing. I think he's doing the same thing with Chelsea. As Matisse said, He's he's checking out what he's at, what he's got. He's got time to assess them, and I think we will see the true, true <coughs> Tommy Tuchel, uh Chelsea next season. I think he's, he's, he's you know he's, he's got a target at the moment. He's got to do what he's got to do to get into that top four. However, he does it, it doesn't matter about the style. The style will be looked at next season. I think you know from the fans and and the owners' point of view. But Avi, he's picked his. Chelsea team Hit me with your Liverpool team Not what you think Because the team That you pick Is going to get Smashed up Because you ain't, You know what I mean So I want, I want you to Pick the team Klopp's going to pick What's, How are we, how we Setting up tomorrow
2: I'll go with, um, So hopefully um, uh, Allison's back uh, We know what he's Been through So Alisson's Starting Go with Obviously Trent Robertson I don't think uh, Simicast was missing On the weekend So I think I don't think he's But I don't no, think He's gone he anyway yeah. So Trent Robbo Phillips. You want to you want me to go with what I would want or what Klopp's going with?
0: No, no, I don't want to know what you want. You
2: don't want no don't nonsense know, from me. I don't, oh, I don't no nonsense, want yeah. I want to know
0: it. what we think Klopp's gonna What's gonna win us the game tomorrow? What Klopp's gonna pick? Because Klopp's gonna pick the team, the winning team.
2: Trent, Kabak, Phillips, Robertson. I think he goes with Gini Fab Jones, and I think he goes with Salah Mane, and he goes with Diogo Jota.
0: Really? Yeah? Do you really think that?
2: That's what um that, that's what I'm led to
0: believe, Grizz, Whether you want to believe that or not. Okay. You know, okay.
2: you know, I'm a bit of a waffler, but yeah, I think Diego Jutt, um starts tomorrow. I really do. Okay.
0: Fair enough. You know, people, you know where to find uh, Avi if that goes tits up and he doesn't start. Don't give me the abuse. Give him the abuse. Um,
2: hey, go to my old account. Go to my old account. <laughs> but um,
0: but Matisse um, um, if that's the lineup that we're going to put forward, right? And if, if Jota comes back into this team and, and we see how Jota started off the season, uh, Electric, um, do you see... I mean, personally, do you see us dropping Thiago? What, what have you made of Thiago from the outside? And what have you made of the Liverpool situation? Any sympathy for us, brother? Any
1: sympathy? Um, yeah, no, I do. Because I feel like, you know, when you have defenders, the amount of you know defenders you've had missing, no amount of signings can cover for that in terms of in the summer, just gone. A lot of people say you don't have the depth. No one, no one has the depth to deal with that many center back injuries, nobody. And if you do have the depth to deal with it, then your squad is bloated and you're going to have problems in the, in the, in the dressing room. So you can't have it both ways. You know, people, we talk about having bloated squads and then you've got, when everyone's fit, then what you've got seniors that are on a hundred K a week and they're all complaining in the background and you've got, you haven't got harmony. So, uh, the amount of centre backs you've had injured is not normal. That's not something that you can handle, especially in one position. People talk about amount of injuries. That's fine. Then in one area, that's 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 damn right wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to have five six injuries, spread them out across the pitch a little bit. Um, and then the way that you guys have tried to correct it in terms of bringing your midfielders into it, then compensates to the midfield. So mm. now you've you've actually killed two birds with one stone. You've now got defenders who are midfielders, you, again, Henderson's not a centre-back, so your, your defence is still screwed. Your midfield is now screwed because you don't have Henderson in there and you don't have your top midfielders. So your chances created is going to get affected from the midfield. And then your fullbacks are going to be looking at your centre-backs and saying, you know, Trent's going to be looking at Henderson. I don't, I don't know if I can bomb forward. I've got Henderson next. I'll tuck in. I need to help him out. Klopp's probably telling him the same thing. You can't bomb on. you got, you know, it's not Matip and Van Dijk by there. It's Henderson and Fabinho. Maybe, maybe sit back a bit. And that affects it. And then, and it just it it, it, it kind of like infects the whole team. I think is the word infects. It, it it's, it's like a parasite. It spreads, and then the whole team is infected. So I do sympathize with you guys um, a bit. On, on that perspective. Um, it's, it's- See, this is what I mean.
0: This is people, people, people that sort of watch Sky Sports and, and some of the tabloids and they've been asking questions like, now you guys know why I brought Matisse on this show. Look mm-hmm. at the analysis the brother gave Yeah, That's a simple analysis of why, and people have been talking nonsense about uh, the worst champions and what, you can't have this excuse. You can't have this. Look how you broke it down. This is what I mean. This is why we give you quality guests, quality content on this show. And that's why we should have 10K subs at least by now. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed, lads. Like, honestly, like people, like, if people are there, they haven't subscribed to the channel. You need to up your game, man. And we need to get to 10K subs because I'm not going to lie. There's a massive, massive, huge, huge giveaway when we reach 10K subs. So you know, and and people need to subscribe to our channel, like the like the stream. Uh, I'm sorry we had to come with a nine o'clock kickoff today. Um, as I said, we, we we double booked, but but uh, Matisse has, has made some points there that you're not going to get of Sky Sports and you know and radio and tabloid. Man, look how he broke down the Liverpool situation, man. But um, Avi and Matisse, before I wrap up, I need to have some predictions. Um Avi, I'm going to go with you first and how you think the game's going to go.
2: Liverpool win 2-1. Salah and Jota to score. And then they'll you- grab one. They'll grab one late on through... I don't know. I think they'll grab one through Juru late on.
0: You're proper on this uh, Jota. Jota, aren't you? Yeah, you're proper. I really don't show. see Jota playing, man. That would be shocking. Matisse, listen, Matisse, this brother, right? He, even though he's sitting in Cali, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's got certain connections, and I'm, and I'm, and I wouldn't put past him to know that Jota's starting tomorrow. Um, I can't <laughs> see it myself. But yeah, man, I can't see it myself. Me and you, like, we're football men, and we're looking at it from a footballistic point of view, like training yeah. and everything. But this guy's got certain connections, man. If, if Jota starts tomorrow, then boy, uh, we, we have to say props to Avi, bro. How are you seeing the game, Matisse?
1: I think it's a 50-50 game. I think it's very, it's, it's very tight because it's literally um, two teams that I think are going to be quite progressive in their approach. I think they kind of have to be. Both need a win. Um, I think your defense and our attack will decide the game. It's, a lot of people say it's won and lost in midfield. I think it's defense. Your defense and our attack it depends if we take our chances. Defense depends if your defense, you know, s- you know, steps up to the level that required. Um, and I'm going to go over two-one Chelsea win. Um, more, more, just optimism <laughs> because we have to win. I need to, We need three points for for as long as we're not in the top four and we're behind West Ham. Every single game I'm going to be saying is a must-win. Uh,
0: but when, but I the, point. The, the, the psyche of a football fan's mad though isn't it Matisse mm. like we've seen like we've seen teams go there and beat Liverpool the last four games and we're thinking yeah. you know what I mean and Chelsea are thinking or certain Chelsea fans must be thinking wait listen Brighton went there, Burnley went there and done a yeah, job. Yeah, but no,
1: it's not how it works.
0: It's That's not how it works. How it works. It's not a mad... It's mad isn't we it? just
1: played Southampton. We lost... I think they've lost six games in a row. We played them as 1-1. So, 1-1. It, if anything, I'm more worried because of your form.
0: <laughs> it's mad. I, I, can't, it's, I can't even sit here. Shall I, you know my prediction anyway, but about like it's not going to be a 0-0. Because yes, if it's same. a 0-0, it's disaster for me because I have to wear, like, I've made some uh some mad bet. I don't know what came over me, but it can't be. It's not going to be nil-nil. I'm not even going to address it. I'm not even going to yeah. talk about it. It's not going to be nil-nil. I can safely, 100% say that. Otherwise, I'll like you,
2: Are you tipping us to win, though, at least? Because I use, like, going all, like, you uh, know, sitting on the fence again, like you always, always do. Are you actually going to tip us to no,
0: no, 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 no. I don't sit on the fence. I have certain... um I have certain ways of predicting. I look forward to the build-up. I see the injury situations. I'm a real football man, Avi. I analyse the situation. So I'm not going to sit here and just predict 4-0 wins like you do every week. You know what I mean? So I've just
2: said 2-1. Okay,
0: you okay, you You're going it.
2: into like Pythagoras' theorem right now with these, all these equations and stuff. No, you, do. you
0: have to look at the teams. You have to look it's at the face. formations. If certain players are playing, I'm, 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 I'm hoping they're not playing Pulisic because Pulisic turns up against us. I'm hoping they're not playing Giroud. I don't you know I'm hoping I'm hoping Thiago isn't dropped like you're saying you know cuz Thiago will thrive in this kind of game cuz cuz Chelsea's level is his like like it's the kind of game they're not going to look to boot him out of the game you understand um I can't see Jorginho and Kovacic sort of bo- hurting him or something you know what I mean trying to boot him out of the game they're going to play football um yeah. So I'm going to sit on the... F- no, I'm not going to sit on the fence. I'm going to say Liverpool, a 2-1 win for Liverpool. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say.
2: It's exactly what I've just said. You're just agreeing with that now.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm agreeing with you, but I have a different way of saying it. You understand? <laughs> Everyone has their own style. Listen, um, it's been a fantastic show. Sorry, sorry, um, uh, again, viewers, listeners, that we had to come in at such a early time. But stay... Well, go make a coffee, go make a tea, because we are live again at 10pm. We've got... um um, Jamie hosting the midweek fix with with uh, Mister uh, Thompson, the the the, the ex Liverpool player on the show. Um, so that should be a great, great, great uh, program. Matisse, brother, thank you very much. We're going to catch up, obviously. Uh, but where 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 can the people find you? Big up your show, man. T- talk about your channel.
1: Yeah, people. Um, Mah is where you can find me. Um, Mah just free free letters, nice and simple on YouTube. Daily content coming at you. Um, we're probably going to be looking back at this game with um, Alexis Nunes, if you know her from ESPN. Great, great um, reporter. So, yeah, that's what's coming up. And like I said, we need goals, Grizz. Because if there's no goals, we're going to be on the big six. You're going to be wearing your Man United top. I'm going to be bored. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm a man
0: of my word.
1: I'm going bald. I think the yeah. team. I think I deserve it.
0: You know, for watching that. hundred percent, hundred percent. If it's if it's if it's nil nil, I'm going to wear a I'm going to wear a Man United top. It's hundred percent. I'm a man of my word. People on this man show, you
1: got to be a man of your word. One hundred percent.
0: Matisse people that uh, people on this show know I'm a man of my word. I've done mad, mad shit on this man. I've I've I've, <laughs> st- I've, I've sang E seventeen songs and all yeah. sorts, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? For 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 bets I've lost, but yeah. um, my brother from Cali what's going on? Everything ha- good. everything good in Cali Thank you for joining. Me. What time is it over there again?
2: It's uh just coming up to two p.m. So I'm just going to take some late lunch.
0: How did your you had a scan on your meniscus? Everything? All yeah. Right all- in
2: here? Let's oh, not get personal right? No, everything's fine.
0: You know, listen,
2: a little bit of a clean up because of the because my football career out here. So, um, yeah, just cleaning people, up the knee.
0: People people need to know. So, you know, what I mean, <laughs> like what's going on in your personal life as well. Like, we've got this. We, 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 listen, we have to have this relationship with the listeners and viewers that they know they feel part part of the family, you know, what I mean, not just people talking. But listen, guys, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on, both of you. Thank you for the chat. You know, I don't know how to do this technology shit and bring up the comments, but Avi was supposed to do it. I'm going to train him again during the week. Hopefully he's better by next week. (laughs) Matisse, love you. We're going to chat soon. Everyone else over and out. Thank you very much. And stay tuned for another show.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Have you tried the Name Your Price tool yet? It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to find a rate that works for you. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive. Get your quote today at Progressive.com and see why 4 out of 5 new auto customers recommend Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque
1: soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya.